Good people of Los Angeles, welcome back to school. And by that I mean the backyard. Slim and Josh are here in the backyard in Exposition Park yet again. It is such a delight to see them. After recording our mental health episode, where else could we take it but all the way back to elementary school? We get into young Slim, young Josh, net cafes, fights, punches in the stomach, passing notes to the cuties in your class. Mm -hmm. We are going all the way back into what it was like getting back to school, getting back in school. There's rants, there's questions, there's self-psychoanalysis. We're kind of continuing the mental health theme. We're just trying to get our know ourselves better. We're in this to cocoon, guys. We're doing quarantine cocooning. Quarantine cocooning. We're just trying to get out of here. Shout out to all the parents who have young children and we can't say we share your pain but we wish you the best it must be tough and as per usual we are in the backyard you'll hear cars driving by planes flying over the pendulum man came before we started recording so you won't hear him tonight but you'll still hear some profanity so if you're around children or at work where you shouldn't be listening to profanity this is probably a good place to stop listening and let's be honest, everyone's at ch- as around children and at work at the same time, always. Oh, yeah. Well, go hide in a corner and listen, motherfuckers. Headphones. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Let it ring. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Josh is just taking his time. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I'm your favorite fat Korean. It's your boy Slim. To my right is Josh Sexy Spice. Huh? Huh? To my left is the man with the golden doodle on his face. <laughs> Big Dweez. How you doing tonight, sir? Hoji. Hoji. You got a hoji on his face because he's a hoji. Hoji, 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 hoji. Uh, what's up, guys? You know, same shit, different toilet, guys. Not much going on, not much changing. I'm feeling great, namely because we're drinking tea early in the pod. Yeah, we're yeah, already yeah. we're already on that tea game. The sloppiness uh, danger is quite low, which seems apt for today's topic. And I want to start with Josh Bice. What's your oldest back to school memory? My oldest back to school memory. Damn, it's tough. Involved pencils and notebooks and um, this stationery store called Morning Glory. <gasps> Mine too! 
Yeah, don't make no jokes, listeners. Yo, man, a- stationaries. If your stationary game was trash, you wouldn't get no play in elementary school. Wait, you- tell me more about the stationary game because I'm clearly not feeling this. It was like a Korean Japanese. Um, they sold a lot of Hello Kitty product. Okay. And so they had a plush, plush everything, plush Sanrio dolls and shit. But then um, there was a big part of it, their their business. Rest in peace to this morning glory was selling like no like cute notepads and like pens to kids. On a side note, but also a very important note, these Asian kids like maybe like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, got in trouble because they kept on bringing um Hello Kitty box cutters to school. And I remembered because they would add like a little like a little you know a little knife box cutter set in every every uh, back to school set with you. So all the kids would just put it inside their their pencil cases and bring it to like as kindergartens or first graders. But they'd have a knife inside their pencil cases. And so I also remember this isn't a pencil sharpener. This is a box cutter. This, this is, is a box like cutter, a full like, blown. Yeah, it's, it's you know a weapon. like it's like it's, a dollar dollar. You know, at Home Depot you buy it for a dollar kind of it's thing. It's for arts and crafts. You know what I mean? Like. It's but but you know in Japan you know you don't have murderous little asshole kids yeah yeah like they oh. don't think like oh here's a knife I'll stab somebody they're like oh like let's do our it's kind of origami shit with that right so. <laughs> it's just America we just like with whatever we're given like we just think of what can we what's the worst thing we could do with this <laughs> yeah I lived I lived a block away from my elementary school that's what I remember and I'm walking up a big ass hill both ways to get to school. Um, was what was back to thing. what was back to school Josh most looking forward to? I got a new teacher. I can't wait to learn science or I get to see my homies or like I'm about to like wreck people on the playground in the sport of my choice which was always basketball. Bro, I it's probably not surprising. I was like a very very goody two shoes kind of person. I I looked at the world in a very idealistic lens, you know, and I just would walk in and you know, be a fucking loser. Yeah, like how I can like, I how can I please my teacher today? Oh yeah, like that. But also, <laughs> I remember being quite popular. Was probably that was the pinnacle of my popularity was as like a first grader, second grader. Was like there there was an aura about young Josh. What was that, he that doing all the right? Kids wanted to be friends with. You him, had your beard back then. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing right? Bro, I was just a good natured kid, you know, and I had good hair, so that's that definitely helped. And I grew up, so I grew up in College Point, Queens. And that was straight up outside of LA, the most like diverse, um, most like equally like you grew up with like white Greek kids who had been in the neighborhood for like three generations. You had my like all the Korean kids who had just gotten there to the country, Dominican kids, you know, down the block to you. And it was just like, I don't know, it just felt, it just felt, um, kind of felt like how the world should be in a lot of ways, you know. And uh, I remember, I do remember bonding over FIFA '98 with. Um, bunch of my Dominican oh, you wasn't even today. playing PES back then you're trash no no N64 bro oh, okay. N64 all the way and I remember that wait PES pro, pro Revolution Soccer yeah. that's what he's talking about oh and you're thinking you're PlayStation. Soccer. there yeah. was a time where PES was better than FIFA and then FIFA and... bro I never played I never played PES at all like that's was that actually a thing for you guys was PES like the superior game I just heard that it was, and then I played it once, and I was like, okay, I don't understand the controls. The people I'm playing with don't understand the controls. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to FIFA. I will, Actually, growing up, I played more uh, NBA 2K than I did. But 2K came it came out in 2000, Yeah, right? but the last video game console I had was a Sega Genesis. <laughs> you big Sonic the Hedgehog head right here? Bro, Sonic the Hedgehog. I had the Power Rangers game. I had, like, the Madden game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a hockey game. That was about it. Well, I want to ask you, where were you guys when Pokemon first came out? In Cerritos, and like, did you like? Were was Pokemon just the the talk? 
Yeah. Was it, was it everything? I, I mean, like, I think when we were in sixth grade, my homies were assholes, and then they would like, like we would go hang out at like this video store that had like a Marvel versus Capcom, and the kids Fire. would just yeah, chill yeah. right outside and play Pokemon cards. But they had this like scam where they would be playing, and then someone would like jack some cards on the side. <laughs> so we were like jacking little kids Pokemon cards in like sixth grade and shit. Damn, no. <laughs> real scumbag. To flip shit. it, or you just like wanted to. To play it for yourself. Oh, I never, I never got into the cards. Like I would, hey, dude, I would be, just don't be bashful, bro. No, no, no I know it did. It's you, the, the, now we're talking generation gap thing because I think oh, you're because okay, okay. you're you and Young Dwee's generation is like just prime Pokemon yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah. I think Slim and I are just like a couple years removed. Looking for their nefarious scum. Yeah, I mean, there yeah, might have been there might have been people our age, but for the most part, it was younger kids. That were yeah, yeah. Like one. I mean, I bet if you didn't have a younger brother and you were like, that's little kid shit. You mm, probably would have been more into Pokemon too, because it did transcend that. But I mean, I wasn't like super into it, but it was one of those things that was on like in between my Dragon Ball fix on on Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? The mature content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When people are killing each other, and shit. <laughs> Real gangster shit. You know what I mean? Yo, Shout yo. out my boy Vegeta. Shit, Vegeta out here. Yeah, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> you know what's wild though? It's like as as. I get a little older, I'm st- and things get more and more uncertain and insecure in my fucking life. I keep going back to Pokemon. It's a weird fucking thing, man. And it's just like, all right, yeah, no, that's kind of weird. Yeah, as soon as I, <laughs> dude, I watch literally like a Pokemon like video, like of like like grown men talk, like doing like simming Pokemon and shit. And what just, is simming? Like simulations. Yeah, they'll be like they'll be like fighting or they'll do like a whole they'll do a speed run of like Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Red, right? They'll just like try to beat the a game video as quick game. as possible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they and then on vi- YouTube, it's yeah, a yeah. video of them playing the video game. Right, right, right. Okay. So come on, y'all Twitch heads, come on. You yeah, no, I fuck with the Twitch now. I ain't gonna hate no more. I I'm not hating. Here. I'm just trying to always get familiar with the <laughs> vocab. But it's um the the music and shit, the the weird eight bit music, always puts me in kind of a weird fucking trance, dude. And like. Hmm. So y'all didn't have like Game Boys, Game Boys. You weren't like, nah, I wasn't like much of a gamer. I, I'm a, I was a pretty, like bad Asian in that way, in a lot of other ways. But young, young, was robbing du- kids and smoking drugs. And shit. <laughs> young Dwee's had what was it? There was a blue Pokemon game, a yeah. red Pokemon game, and a yellow Pokemon yep. game. Yeah, yeah. He had all three of those, mm. and I remember him playing a lot. And sometimes I would steal his game from him and try to show him how it was done. But he was always, always eternally better at video games. He's, he's extremely good at video games. Mm. Uh, Sean and he would rock yeah very soon once he came of age it was not I was not showing him things anymore I just would pretend I was and he would be showing me things so you've never been really good at video games Twice. I'm good but Sean's incredible I see like I, I could I would wreck all my friends but then Sean would just like he just had this like over the top stare <laughs> at the TV where he could just like lock in and disappear into yeah, other yeah, yeah, to yeah. some other bag into some other <laughs> being I think like yeah you know when he got older he and his friends were like getting into like the ranking system for like Guitar Hero and for uh, Halo. Yeah, they were yeah, both. Yeah. They were both like re- he and a couple of his friends were just like crazy good at video games. Uh, I played a lot, but I think most of my most of my time was just like before internet gaming, before you could play other people. And by the time you could play online, I wasn't hardly playing video games anymore. Right. Yeah. But we we came up in the golden eye era. Golden eye, bro. Hey. Wow. See, I knew this was a great. This is gonna work. This is gonna be a great topic because <laughs> I haven't thought about golden eye. Yep. Oh, the smiley pie. The guy probably that would pop first... up. The guy that would pop up. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> the first, first person shooter. Probably we all 
like tried. You know what I mean? Were you familiar with Goldeneye? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Not very good at first-person shooters to this day, but Goldeneye is fucking important. And you'd get very. I think that that game makes you the most angry with your friends than any other game. <laughs> nah, there's some new like uh, what's that? What's that game on Wii where you got to cook? Uh, overcooked, bro. Is a cooking game? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. where like you just gotta like you you gotta chop the onions, then you gotta do the dishes, then you know what I mean. But like everyone has to have tasks on your team, and when your communication goes bad, like yo, like I get so mad. Yeah, you really start questioning the intelligence of your friends. Yeah, like how are you so stupid? Yeah, that shit comes out, <laughs> and I start crying in the corner. So I don't do that no more. Wait, so which, what are the systems you play now, both of you? Do either of you play any video games? I mean, you said just, the last one you had was Sega. You weren't joking. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't had. I mean, but like all my friends, I had a bunch of friends that were gamers. Like mm-hmm. I had a lot of different circles of friends. So like my church friends were like the the anime like like fanatic <laughs> gamers. They were losers. They were they're the ones that would come to my pad and like like um paint their styrofoam sword for the anime expo and shit. Oh, that's you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. When they were like Ichigo and shit for Bleach, yeah, yeah, yeah. they all went as Bleach characters. Y'all were in high school? Oh, I, did, I didn't come. Uh, Yo, don't stop. I was still too cool for that shit. Bro. But you could come to my pad and like get ready for the shit. It's because you wanted to be around it. No, like I was, I, that, I, that I'm guy. still a nerd too, but like I can't nerd out that hard because I still thought I was cool. Um. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know in high school and you think you're cool but yeah, you're really not yeah, yeah. you're just a disgusting little fucking teenager right right smelly fucking disgusting yeah teenager. you're you're just a nasty fucking kid trying to figure out life and you suck when you're a teenager <laughs> but wait so you when does we come into the picture and how do you know about this cooking game weed oh we we is we's like fairly newer yeah and so when you started playing again it was the, so like we was already by the time we came out I was just like wait what you like throw it like you, there's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I just couldn't it was too far it was two steps was, removed just one of my friends had it and we were drunk and we were, said let's play and like there was a lot of arguing <laughs> and I, know, I mean there's an LAFC gaming club now yeah is it called the black and gold gaming club or LAFC gaming club I don't know what, what so people are gaming and there was in the thick of the pandemic at least in the early we're still in the thick of the pandemic it's easy to forget that but you know, in the earlier stages when it, when people were really, really all at home, um, I would see flyers, like, online of, like, teams playing each other, mm-hmm. supporter groups playing each other and stuff. Did either of you play at all? No. No, we're trash. Yeah. Both of you? Mm-hmm. Front to back. You still don't play anymore like you used to play when you were a kid? No, 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 no. I, I've, I stick mostly to sports games, FIFA and 2K, Madden every once in a while, but... Um, I like yeah. first-person shooters. I play a little Apex Legends still. Hey. But you guys couldn't crack the the TSG top five to make it onto an actual team. I just no. hadn't started playing it yet. By the time everyone was like, and TSG it. gaming is not at the level it should be. Yeah, Shame I, I, I love you TSG gamers, but let's be honest, who's we really the, failed. Who's we really kind of the king? You have dishonored the memory. Who's the king of the gaming community? I don't know. Actually, is there is there different games? Different different supporters groups are better at different games. Yeah, I think. Um, Expos and Cuervos and D9 have been up there. I think Empire Boys is up Empire Boys. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I tried I think watching. Rich is good at games. I think no, Rich, Rich just talks a lot of crap. Okay, Rich, you're trash at COD, bro. <laughs> Fucking garbage. That's funny. I love funny. you, though. <laughs> Yo, but honestly, for a lot of, lot of Korean kids growing up, it was all about um, after Game Boy shit, after console stuff kind of got a little less cool, p- kids were still going to, to PC PC Box. 
That's so, a big part of our high school. That's so like was the, that part of your high school at all? PC what? Punk. It's like an internet cafe. Internet okay. cafes. And they were playing. I mean, when I was growing up, it was mostly like um, it was StarCraft and it was Counter Strike. Yep. And um, Diablo two. And Diablo two. And so it, this is like a really interesting because I was probably. I mean, I was younger younger than you guys when I was probably going and. It was kind of like a weird, like, cesspool of, like, you know, wannabe bangers and real bangers, like, actually, like, you know, smoking cigarettes next to each other and eating lamyun, like, playing Counter-Strike and all talking shit next to each other. Like, it's called, it's like a LAN party. Everyone's right next to each other. You form teams and then you all kind of play against each other for all these first-person shooters or StarCraft and stuff like that. But it's a weird, like, community device. It's like three, like, I wanted to play $3 an hour, Cyberland. It was the most grimy fucking place in the world, right? <laughs> like, people, like, yeah, would ignore all smoking warnings and just, like, light up and do all this wild shit. Oh, there you was, guys are smoking in the... Yeah, yeah. There was, there was always a guy um, who gets caught watching porn there. And then, <laughs> during like, the LAN party. Yeah, during the like. Well, so it's not like a LAN... Like, everyone has their computer, and they can play the game, or they could use the internet. You could do whatever. It's an internet cafe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, internet it's like 50 cafe. computers, mostly for gaming. But it... I mean, we all know what internet cafes are now, but before like when we were like you and i were like freshmen sophomores in high school is when they first started getting prominent because of counter-strike and starcraft mm, mm, mm. and all the high school kids like none of our parents wanted us there but we were there every weekend you pay twenty dollars for the all-day pass on a saturday yeah you have your your money ready because we had the carl's jr right behind shout out that tongue and cerritos if y'all know what it is <laughs> um but yeah man is like, it still there no, no, no. Like, there was a lot. I saw someone get kidnapped while I was sitting at a computer <laughs> once. Like, fools, like, like, <laughs> like, came in. Was it game related or was it like. I don't know what it was, bro. Because it was a minivan. They fucking had it outside. Like, three guys with bandanas ran in, pulled the guy in, threw him in the car, and we were just like, yo. Like, he was at the machine and yeah, he, got, he like, was yanked at his off computer. the keyboard. Yeah, and they took his ass, bro. Whoa. <laughs> like, you, I, and you know, like, it's people gaming and talking shit on the game, so they'd be like, yo, who's Little X Yoshi? And then there'd be a fight. You know what I mean? Like, who's Little X And there's like, there's like stories, like, very infamous stories around Southern California about those. Like, in Garden Grove, like, if you were into that PC Bang era, you might have heard of it, but. Like, in Garden Grove, someone got, like, stabbed in the head with a screwdriver. Like, shit got wild at PC Bongs. Yeah. Wow. No, that's honestly probably... Because I'm not, like, I would... Like, my friends weren't really, like, banging like that. And New York was a little different. But, like, straight up, the most people I've the, that get fucked up are in PC Bong restrooms. <laughs> you know? Like, it just happened. Where people are, like, you know, because maybe some part of it is, like, you're so plugged in that you're completely unaware of your surroundings behind you. And, like... People already assume shit is kind of. It's like it's like. Well, a, and the aggression, right? Because you're oh, playing yeah. competitive games yeah. against and other people. And let's be honest, I think the gaming community is probably the most toxic community. Oh, like, for sure, man. In all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all of it. In like, it's even now. It's shitty Twitter. Yeah. Mm. It's shitty Twitter all the time. Just like the most like vile, horrible things you could say to people, you'll hear it. From like a twelve-year-old kid from Wisconsin, just yeah, like yeah. fucking you up in a game and just verbally demolishing you, and you're just like, yo, this kid didn't even hit puberty. I can't like talk my shit. Like, I we're should. gonna fuck you up, Tim. <laughs> we're coming for you, Wisconsin ass fucking bitch. I guess it's it's like it's like it's like driving, in the sense of like, 
you could never treat another human being like face to face the way you can treat someone in a car that someone like cuts you off. You like sure, sure. you literally like want this person to die. Yeah, yeah. But when you're like you know face to face with someone, like even in a grocery store line, like you you can get mad at someone, but it's never gonna get to that place. But in video games, it's like even another step removed. You don't even see. You see an, a small avatar name, yep. and it's just all the rage oh, yeah, of a thousand, yeah. a thousand generations of exactly. of human violence on each other just yeah. come out. It's the whole embodiment of a person is that one fucking avatar with like NYCZ, oofs, it's Mike, you know, like all that bullshit, like, that's right there, I love the fucking Yoshi shit. Yeah, everyone has the same fucking <laughs> avatar and the same fucking name, and it's just like, it's trash, you know, I fall, I fall in love with some some of the, yeah, when, when, when shit your- can actually... Go to the PC bang um, and 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 rip it with the boys. It's kind of a. Uh, oh very, yeah, there oh, were yeah. a couple of girls that like could fuck me up in Counter Strike, and that shit was so hot. Yeah. What uh? What were your screen names? <coughs> what what names would you were your were your go to in the PC bang? Slim. <laughs> slim is a good one. Slim, you've always. It was just Slim, shit. just four letters, or yeah. it was like Slim nine four. You know, it'd be it'd be like a capital S, capital L, lowercase I, and a capital M, you know what I mean? Just throw them off a little bit. Josh, yeah. what were you? Come on, I actually know Josh has his name. He's like, I'm not really going to tell people that. <laughs> I, think I, was like, I think I was like Blue Pie Man 2 or some shit like that. Blue Pie know, Man? What's up yeah, with that? I have no fucking idea. Origin? I think I was trying to it's really... The first pie he fucked. Yeah. It was a blueberry one. <laughs> blueberry. It was a fucking blueberry one. And also if I... Is this why they call it Blue Balls? <laughs> My whole groin area is fucking blue. It's like, oh, I feel it. I feel oh, it. man. So, oh, it's fucking wild. So, uh, for all the Chelsea fans out there, young Dweez, uh, Sean, my brother, he loved... I was I was a fan of him, too, before. Uh, this is all before pre-Abramovich Chelsea, so you most people probably... The, the Chelsea fans that I know didn't even know what Chelsea was before Abramovich. So let's, let's put that out there bang, right now. Bang. Um, but they had this player called Hernan Crespo. Actually, I could have oh, just... I could have just... Crespo was on Chelsea? Yeah. So I could have... Oh, wow. I actually could have just uh, totally ruined myself. I'm pretty sure that Mourinho bought the club and then Chelsea got purchased. Okay, I take back everything I said about Chelsea besides everything I've said about Chelsea. Crespo was the inspiration for Sean's name, his screen name, like when he was really wrecking people. Uh. And he was just Crespo. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he like loved him, but then it was just like an extra O at the end, so he was just like Crespo. And I just, I don't know why, but I always remember just like watching him just, you know, like on, on Halo or whatever it was, just like run through, <coughs> run through the gamut of competitors and just like to get killed by someone called Crespu and Sean would always be like you know that little kid who would be talking shit like doing these oh little jumping God, things Sean and like would. whatever and uh that was always that was always killer but before that Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. if anyone remembers that game uh that was like you know you could still this is pre like internet gaming like we weren't playing against each other but you you know you play story mode you like name your character and everything yeah and Elder Dweez, my older brother, he named it O'Doyle. The name of the character he named O'Doyle from the movie Billy Madison. Billy Madison mm-hmm. O'Doyle rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so, and so that was a pretty funny. Those are like the two sc- like gaming screen names that like really stuck stick out in my memory. But they're they were both like funny and never, never did I get to see myself like again like in that internet gaming space where I was so and so playing so and so and like I didn't get to come up with cool names basically. But um, but I'm curious, like, you know, with all these gaming 
beefs going on, gaming brawls, gaming ladies coming into the mix. What what was like the where did it end? Like why did people why did your friends stop going? Like what you know, was it just a phase and then people just no, grew people out of started, it? The internet got better. The internet got better and they just started doing it at home. Yeah. Okay. Well and like like I said, like parents just didn't want their kids at PC box. You know what I mean? Mm. Or internet cafes. So they would buy them the the gear at home so they didn't have to go. Probably. Oh, my parents never did that. <laughs> he was buying something. They're like, he thinks he's cool. We're okay. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> yeah, but now I think we're seeing uh, a reversion to that because, like, and like, I mean, my roommate Dave, who we both of y'all know well, he like the, as soon as quarantine hit, spent probably like a thousand dollars on his setup and was like, I'm gonna be home for a while, and like it probably and puts in, in. Probably logs in like. Even now, working after being furloughed for a while, probably logs in eight hours a day. You know, like that's what that like Call of Duty. He started off on a lot of the Riot game stuff. Um, yeah, but I think honestly, and the rig you're talking about, it, this includes the chair. This includes like the whole yeah chair, whole setup, yeah. table, desk setup, sound. It's PC gaming. It's PC or is gaming. It, or yeah, is yeah. it a yeah not yeah. A, not a system? Yeah, it's all I, PC I, gaming. I would think he spent a thousand dollars just on the computer, right? Yeah, I think he already had the computer, but I think he really. Upgraded like, it. He's been connecting with his friend, like who lives in Singapore, who has he hasn't talked to like in close to like six years because he's in Singapore, mm-hmm. and like now he plays on his time, and like it's for me even like being like on the outside looking, I'm like oh it's like a really nice thing that you can be with, with yeah, your friend and shit. Yeah. But like for him, who's like not, he's not really like uh, doesn't have to be around people all the time. Like this is like completely the most powerful outlet to be connected to something you know <laughs> and it's um and i get i get it i understand it, especially when we can't see each other but um it's i i can probably say like that's that story is like very common nowadays right yeah a lot of people can, like are making friends through gaming mm-hmm. it's weird i don't think i i think it's it's like everything like within reason like if your eyelids are bleeding out of the back of your head yeah, and i mean you're, like it, you're actually damaging you're not eating like you know, you're like physically, your body is deteriorating. Problematic, probably. Any like any addiction, but otherwise, I think it's probably great. I mean, people connecting, people hanging out. I don't know. It's yeah. made it's made a lot of people. I know. I've seen it. I've seen it in uh, different lights. I've had friends who really struggled with gaming, over gaming, mm-hmm. whatever. But I've also seen like a lot of people. Yeah, it makes people happy. And let's be honest, life is just a giant game anyway. So they're just playing a microcosm of what we're all playing, y'all. <laughs> You, tr- you try to tell me your job is more real than these games? Come on, get off it, bro. Oh. You're just still running up the score. You're collecting your little gems, yeah. your coins. You're buying your items. <laughs> Who's really sleeping here right now? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, this is all just a game. Come on, we're all we're all dancing around in our different fictions. Come <laughs> on, don't don't look down on gamers, bro. I don't care I know, if you game I, or I not. I probably game the most out of all of you. Yeah, probably do, but I'm just saying it's just a fiction, just like real life. Although it's pretty cool to see the trees blowing in the breeze. Who's with me? <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take our first break. <laughs> Back here with the FCFC Pod. I want to talk to you listeners today about lurking. Because... <laughs> Wait. I'm a lurker. I'm a serial lurker. <laughs> Wait, what? Lurking. What Online lurk- lurking. Not like creepily, but like... Um, <laughs> I want to talk to you all about lurking. I'm fucking lurking, bro. Get so like, we're talking friend. about this shit. Okay, so... I feel like... 
I want to really nerd out about shit, but I'll never go to like an anime con, or I'll never go to like a like a E3, or I'll never go to um, I don't know something crazy. I feel like the one true thing that I have time and um, I'm confident enough to really go into is sports, and that's kind of like a that's kind of a wild thing. I wonder if we have. What do you lurk on? First of all, I'm just gonna interrupt you right there. What just, do you lurk on currently? And like, if you could go into like the convention version or like the deep, deep, deep culture of that, what would you go in on? Yeah, I don't know. Like I've I've followed like some like YouTube creator shit. Mm. Like right now, I think the one thing that I can't step into is Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. I've been lurking for a minute, but I feel like I can finally say something important enough to be part of the conversation you know and i love that show so much but that's the that's that's maybe you know something that i can um that's changed over time but it's a weird thing man like dude you're a guy who loves everything and so many things at time and like you know so much about one topic right and uh d- various topics so like do you ever feel like you have to be like oh i can to- i mean you, you say this with your twitter shit all the time i can go totally deeper into this but for the sake of my time and the people I love, I need to really, I really, I, I can't really go all the way that I need to go into. So that's kind of where I've been at my entire life other than same, sports. And same. so I'm trying to, I mean, it's for me, it's like, this is the best time in our fucking lives to nerd out about shit and find a people, a community that will nerd out with you. Right. And like, we'll kind of like encourage you in that way. But there's still like some, maybe some grown up shit where it's like, I can't really be doing this with these people right now. So I don't know. Well, what do you guys think? Do you remember when we had Alicia on? Shout out Alicia Rodriguez. And she was talking about her, like, PhD. And then she talked about how, like, she was talking about, like, research and data and how you could, like, get down deep into topics. And she saw soccer as, like, something that was, like, straight up. She could be exhaustive. Like, you could learn everything about the MLS. It was, like, learnable. And that was, like, part of the reason that it was exciting. And just, you know, knowing her and working with her, um, before at MLS and just like watch, reading her work she seems like she really does have like a exhaustive thing I bring that up because I do think MLS is one of those things that's it's learn you could learn it all about MLS it's it's a size the chunk is sizable but it's not too big in tw- even in 25 years you could go back and learn that if you guys aren't aware the league's been around since 96 <laughs> <laughs> since 96 you so, guys are fucking losers so, but most most other things, and most of the things I'm interested in, in have nowhere, it's impossible. There will never be, even if I could clone myself a hundred times and all those people were working full time to try to understand whatever topic. I don't know. A hundred dweezes, I feel like, can do a lot of damage, bro. Like a hundred slims, probably not so much, but a hundred dweezes... I, so I didn't used That's to. That's a lot of. I, I didn't used to feel like this is the case, or maybe my interests before were more finite. Like I could learn them. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, for example. If you just like talked about that show, I bet you could become like pretty hip to the to the cause with everything going on in the show. But if you dove into the references, yep. you're fucked right. because now you're talking about drawing on like Asian creation myths of like different. Yeah, you yeah. know, like they sort the of piece together. Continent of Asia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now you're now you're really give up again, right? Like right. just give up and don't think that it's ex- exhaustive as possible. Um, with global football culture, I think you're screwed. Like it's just too many iterations. There's just too much history. Um, but yeah, every I would say this is a huge existential problem that I have all the time, which is just like whatever the topic is, I want to know more. 
and I want to dive further, but I have to, I've had to like let go of some of the ego part that like knowing <coughs> enough is even possible. Like I'll never know like enough mm. about any of the things that I really care about. Yeah, so yeah. like I need to either redefine enough or just like give up and accept the fact that like I'll always be like dancing on the surface of like some of this shit. And when I get to know a little bit more, great. But mo for the most part, like, you know, I, I mean, I would be a PhD student you know, if someone just paid me to go and learn about something forever. But that's also, like, I would feel isolated in only learning too much about one topic, too, which is another side issue. <laughs> but for you, like, okay, Avatar you brought up, but, like, what other things right now, and you said during quarantine it's a good opportunity, what other things could you or do you feel like, oh, I'm looking at that, I'm lurking, but I want to keep my distance? Um, car culture. Car culture in, in terms of, I mean, that's and also like an impossible thing to, to kind of grasp, right? That's why so many of these um, really like like motorheads, car junkies will f focus on um, Japanese domestics or just domestic domestics, American American cars, and then they'll kind of like find their niche car club culture within that itself. Mm -hmm. But like, there's something really always so alluring and captivating about car culture and how it's everyday shit around us, and at the same time, like it is like almost kind of the mysteries of like man and machine together and shit like that especially here in california everybody fuck there's such a rich history of whether it's low riders whether that's fucking all the the car companies being based out here and the best driving conditions in the country right so that's something that i've even someone working in cars again i'm like mm. i will be i will learn enough to do this professionally and then i'll just i'll, I'll turn it off because yeah. i i can't i can't know that much well that's one of the ones that's like the universe right it, the, the universe hidden before our eyes thing, yes because cars are always around us all the time it's like bird watching it's like people who know a ton about trees and plants like that type of knowledge right. where it's like yeah in some cases it would be so hard to turn off because it's like oh like everything i'm walking down the street and i'm thinking about like you know and some of that's like interesting but some of it i'm also glad that i have like I have the ability to turn it off and like you said with cars at least it's part of your job you can compartmentalize it right but if it was like you're also like the personal interest that you loved so 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 much I'm, i think this is a smart what i'm getting at is i think this is a smart thing to stay lurking on rather yeah, than yeah. going all in on just lurking, because you'll lose lurking. yourself slim i bet it, I, I mean i know you've got some give me give us some give us some. i think i'm kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum of you guys where it's i was about to say that i think you actually have a very natural tendency to like be comfortable around different things but be able to leave exactly well like yeah like i i scratch the surface on everything mm. because i'm a people person so if i know a little bit about a lot all, a lot then i can spark a conversation with almost anybody right we could talk about cars because i worked for a rim manufacturing company before we could talk about fashion because i was in shoes for a bit yeah um sports because sports and music just because that's what we grew up on and you know anime obviously and you know pokemon or whatever like yeah, yeah. i could i can dive into it a little bit just to you know if if someone else is passionate about it i could get them riled up to like talk about it it's it's kind of like a salesman thing you know um but yeah like i like knowing a little bit about everything so that i could learn more about it through conversation and actual like you know life experiences rather than like diving deep into a book in the history of it because i'm just a lazy piece of shit so this leads me to my next question, which is what is Slim's oldest back-to-school memory then? And what kind of kid was Slim in the elementary days? 
I think a lot of it was similar to Josh's, but I also did have two older sisters, so I got more hand-me-downs. So, like, my, my pencil cases and my stationaries were extra cute. <laughs> um, but, I mean, during our era, I don't know. What was back to school like? Well, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, because based on and why I thought about bringing this up again was in addition to the fact that you know we talked about it with Josh and I was curious when you talked about the way you interact with different people I wonder if that started even in elementary like as you you as a kid you as a student maybe when subjects were coming up in class or whatever you weren't you were interested only as interested as like what these guys in the back were talking about and what like these guys are talking about like were you already kind of this like social butterfly yeah type? yeah the the most consistent thing on all my report cards was talks too much distracts others <laughs> <laughs> and what and what was young slim talking about what were the things you were interested in back then and have they changed a lot now um i don't even know if i like was interested in a bunch of things i was just a class clown But I mean there was There was definitely a couple of people I remember That were more class clowns than me Shout out my boy Mike Emerson Um, He's the guy, 6th grade we had You know silent reading but our teacher would let us Like bring in music Mm. to play during Silent reading Um, And (laughs) my boy Mike Brought uh, Genuine Pony (laughs) And he jumped up on his desk You know the little like school desk The ones that have a little cubby under it Jumped up on it, started grinding on the desk. Uh, so that was like one of my first music memories too. Mm. Is like, like <laughs> I was just like, yo, because sixth, fifth, sixth grade is also when like you started going to like um, the skating rink mm. in my my elementary school. We have fundraisers at this spot called Skate Depot, um, and like that's the first time I listened to music loud with the music di- with the lights dim and flashing lights and i was like that's i think fifth sixth grade is when i first started getting into music because of that yeah so um yeah uh back to school wise it it was definitely morning glory we had morning glory was right next to that video store that i was telling you guys about that had you know the the marvel versus capcom it's where when i was like seven years old whatever i went i would go to rent my wwf pay-per-view um videos when they would come out and I also remember because, you know, they only had like two videos per pay-per-view, they would always be rented out. So I, I also rented my first UFC from that too. So back when like, fuck. it was like bare knuckle, like no rules. Yeah, I was like yeah. seven years old and I was like, what the fuck is going on? But Chuck yeah. Liddell, Chuck Liddell was after that or was it like? Oh, that was way after. This was like Hoist Gracie, Tank Abbott oh, okay, days. Okay, okay. Like, like where like, it tank, looked like, you know, it had the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu guy versus the fucking trucker. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Um, Did you get into fights in elementary school? Uh, my f- first time I punched a kid in the stomach was kindergarten. <laughs> I think the first. <laughs> what was it over? What was it? I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember any of the reasons for my fights. Um, fourth grade, I got my first detention for punching a kid, and then yeah. So I think that was maybe one more sixth grade, but it wasn't like anything crazy. I wasn't like a fight like by the time I ended middle school is when I was like I'm just gonna smile more because I'm just a big bald-headed like Asian and people were starting shit with me for no reason so I was like, I'm just I'm gonna be I'm gonna be friendlier <laughs> smile more. and did it work uh not nah, kind of 
I think I think the friendlier personality came out like in my later high school days when like I stopped trying to be a hard ass and I was like right, I don't I don't like getting in fights anymore. Right. <laughs> but you liked being at school because you liked being around people. Oh yeah, I loved school. Like mm. not for school by Reasons? any means. Not by academic the education. Reason? Like I was garbage as an Asian kid that's supposed to be studious and shit. Like yeah, like. I was so bad at studying my parent my mom like took my ass all the way to the airport and was like, Yo, go find new parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she got out of the car to try to get me out of the car and locked her ass out of the car. I was like, Nope, I'm not Dude, letting that's you That's a in. wild story. I'm not letting you in until you see But you're not you guys don't home. live that close to the airport. So she drove all the yeah, way to the airport. Yeah, bro, we <laughs> to make drove. a point. She made yeah. to make a point, she drove that. That's far. how much I pissed off my mom. So shout out my mom. I love wow. you. I'm sorry. Uh, and thank you for persevering. Your sisters were better in school. Oh, my sisters were fucking saints, bro. And mm. that's why it was so, like... Difficult. They were so distraught with me. Mm. Because my sisters were so, like, perfect. Right? So you think part of it maybe was just, like, the pressure. Like, it was, like, naturally who you were. You wanted no, to talk to No, but it's also, but also like... Pressure. By the time you have a third child, like, also six years removed from your other two kids. By the third kid, you're not really, like engaged yeah the, the strict parenting isn't there like my parents weren't at my like basketball game they just dropped my ass off and went yeah, and handled yeah, this yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. um so like i found you know like that's why i'm such a people person is because i found my companionship and you know a lot of that Jesus. through my peers yeah i love that like my because mom and dad weren't giving you that no 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 like but like in middle school is when i like learned how to be like a man because i i met friends that had older brothers that yeah, would yeah, like yeah. You know, like, my first time visiting my... I, I, I've told this story, but the first time I visited one of my, like, first friends in middle school, went to his pad, his older brother and his friends were there, they throw us motorcycle helmets, and they're, they're like, all right, you're gonna learn to box today. They beat the shit out of us for, like, an hour and a half. Damn. <laughs> At least you had the helmets on. Yeah, yeah, so they definitely were wailing on our heads because we had the helmets on, too. So I was like, can we just... Do body shots at that time? No. Body Wait, Judge, did you get in? Did you fight in school? Were you a fighter? No, no. Did you no. get Peace fought on? Peace and love, man. Peace and love, always. That was always the I broke. I broke shit up. But I wish I. I wish I punched more kids. To be honest, I think I'd probably be a stronger person today. Have you been in fights at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. not till like high school. Um. Yeah. High school and college. Mm. Yeah. High school and college. Shit. But um. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird. That's my thing. I think you grow up and you. Being a goody two-shoes that I am, I was like, there are rules in life, and there are laws in life, and my teachers give me the, the rules, and my parents at home laid the law down, and then as soon as you're in a fight and someone wants to take your head off, like, all that shit's out the window, right? And it's like, that shit is like, that's weird, that's a very awkward situation for me. I think I haven't been able to overcome, like, what that looks like in, like, generally overall, when it's like, things don't go your way, or things don't go mm. the way society tells you to do it, and it's like, sometimes you gotta throw a punch. But, um, when you were wait, you were the old, you're the oldest sibling, right? Yeah. The, of the two, you're just two. You're the elder, so he's the younger. I'm the middle. Yeah. But as the older, you obviously didn't feel the pressure of the example, like you weren't setting an example, but you wanted to set the standard. Sure. Yeah, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. bit, as yeah, like yeah. the 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 representative. Did you feel that weight? Like you're like, man, I am representing. I am walking out here. I am representing the fam, and I'm gonna hold it down. Yeah, you. It's weird, man. Honestly, I think my 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 experiences are so fucking um colored by like growing up in high school middle school and all white school you know mm. and like just fighting for that that place of it here which is always why i think this the east coast new jersey new york there's definitely i think i've talked about this in the past but there's definitely a, 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 an ethic of like you have to fight for every square inch like people will disrespect you at every turn kind of thing rather 
out here, I think people have been out here for a little longer, Asian folks especially. So it's kind of like normalized that Asian people should be talking and loud and do their own shit. But like out in the East, man, you just get clowned on by everybody, man. So mm. the generation right above me, like maybe a little older than you guys, especially in the high school days, like between the Asian community and the black and Latino community, like it was really, really bad. It was really violent because all these Asian people would get clowned and, and hit up. And there was like this, I think it exists out here too, that this, this um, stereotype or maybe it's factual, but Asian people carry a lot of cash around you with them. And so like people were getting mugged at all times, you mm. know, and it was kind of an easy target and all that shit. So there's definitely this, this aspect of you have to fight for your shit. And I think I would have been more comfortable had I stayed in Queens just physically sorting that shit out but like the mental cultural warfare i had to wage on myself growing up in a white school like straight up like i forced myself to like and understand a lot of like white mainstream american culture mm -hmm. because that's how i knew i'd fit in that's why i love sports so much man it's because mm -hmm. I, I you can't argue with the stat line you can't argue with my favorite player my favorite player is my fucking favorite player right and so i remember like that shit going on and um that's my thing i think my sister my little sister has always been kind of like she always had no problem like not fitting in but also like standing on the ground i think i was more in the place of like i just want to i just want to be like normal and i think mm. that shit would kind of rule my life for a while <clears throat> have you ever had to press a kid like because he was messing with your sister um, that that always happens in high school i feel like yeah you know it's, it's weird my sister's kind of terrifying she's like a scary um smaller version of me <laughs> and she has scary eyebrows <laughs> And so, what a specific, what a specific feature. Oh yeah, yeah, she will, she will, she will. No, that's the thing too. Like, and like, does no, she listen to the pod? No, no, no. Does she even know about the pod? Yeah, she knows about the pod. She knows I do, I do some random shit out here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what the fuck? She was uh, so like when my homies were like, "Yo, this is hot, man." On date, I was like, "She will fucking destroy." Me. <laughs> like it's like, so you, it actually sounds like you grew up kind of scared. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like I and that's and that's me being a shit older brother. That's me like oftentimes not having control of my emotions. But right. she always like I think in a, in in the best way. My now in the best way like kind of helps run the family in in different ways back out east. But like yeah, like homies would be like, "Yo, your sister, what's your what's your situation?" I was like, "Bro, I would totally give you her number if I knew that she wouldn't destroy you as like a, as at the core of your being." You know? I got a lot of that shit too. Yeah. Shout out my sister who was. Like LA's Miss Korea in 2000 or some shit. Let's go! So, yeah, th I definitely got a lot of that shit growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Dewey, how about you, man? So, you, I, I could see you going <coughs> either way. I could see you as class clowny with no mustache because I know you were kind of a, a devil back in the day, um, but also a really studious bookworm and a teacher's pet. So, where do you fall in line here? I guess both. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of almost was both. all your schooling was in Utah. So, no. Yes and no. Um, all public school during the school year, yes. And then starting in middle school for six years, I went to Loyola High School. Oh, okay. okay. Right here up the street on Normandy and Pico, um, where my dad went to high school, where all my cousins went. Wow. Um, yeah, our yeah. family, that's like the sort of fam. It's so crazy. Like generational stuff? Because yeah, we don't yeah. have that. Like, we, we're all, like, a little newer to the country. Dude, I remember yeah. when Benny Blanco was saying that he, <laughs> when um, his dad was there on the body shop in, in Koreatown, and then the Koreans just came and was like, my God, we're going to buy this store off you because we're going to tell the Korean people not to um, not to go to your store and to your shop anymore, and it's better off to get to get rid of your, your shop right now. But that's wild, because, like, he, your families were here seeing 
immigration patterns happen here in Los Angeles. Right, totally. And uh, my grandparents on my dad's side, uh, they were born in Berkeley, California. Gotcha. So, and one of their great grandparents, I believe, was born in Berkeley, California. So, on one side, it's like super California for let's see, one, two, three, four generations, um, and then LA on both sides. You know, my my mom's from New York, but their their family moved out here, and now ev- everyone's here. Everyone, you know, um, is is here. All the cousins, everyone's here. So this is like the ancestral home. This is you know all of that but yeah my parents were really wild crazy zany hippie ski bum wannabe slash real deal uh people and they they went to this very small uh part of southern utah um where i grew up in this town of like 80 people and then slowly like we got another place down where i had to take the bus to go to elementary school in this really small town called Parwan, which has about 6,000 people um, is extreme, extremely Mormon. It's actually called the Mormon Mother Town. Sick. Um, and to the have someone shit. who, you know, background, all background, everything I know about the world from my parents and everything is from Los Angeles, some from New York, to be like plopped down in that was, it was just disorienting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was always disorienting. I had no idea why I was there. There was no clarity for what, why did my parents plop up? Why were we like, why why did this happen you know there was no war you know there was no like there was no there was no like famine like the potato famine in ireland you know there was no like easy explanation for why it happened yeah um but there we were and it was horrible growing up there it was fucking horrible it was really not great um because you talked on this before but it's it was a large part of it because Mormon families didn't want their Mormon kids to essentially like extend a really really friendly invite to you because you weren't of the faith. Yes, okay. that was a huge part of it. Um, That's why it was so the, disorienting to you as a kid. We just want to make friends. Kind of, but I also just didn't understand why they liked what they liked or like what they like. None of it. There was nothing that matched. Like farmer culture and like people who had like like ranches. Mormon culture. All that shit was like what what is this? Like, my cousins don't talk to me about this. My parents don't talk to me about this. I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's mostly white people, yeah. right? Like, it's mostly white. Um, but what was funny was I naturally gravitated towards all the um, the kids who weren't white mm-hmm. because they were also outcasts. Like, I was an outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, yeah, surf, like, things you can see are always bigger divisions, right? Because it's, like, visual, but when it comes to like a religious division, there's like this moral component that gets really weird really fast. Mm. Like when someone doesn't think you're going to heaven, but they think they're going to heaven yeah. <laughs> because of that, you know, yeah. there are some like, there's some funky things that go on there. But um, for that reason, I, I often like viewed it even then as like, I knew I either had to think I was better than everybody or like, I had to, or I would think I was worse and I had to be like them. Mm-hmm. So it was like a choice. And so like my older brother sort of took the lead and we were just like, dude, these people are all idiots and we're <laughs> geniuses and we should just, so for school, we like wrecked, we like wrecked it. Like I was constantly competing with all the kids about like, I want to be the best in the class at spelling, the best in class at this, best in class at that. So I was like already always doing that. Uh. But that was also like a problem child. I was kissing girls on the playground. I've always been a romantic. Like I was in love since like, you know, kindergarten, I was in love with this girl. I was in love with second grade, a different girl. By third grade, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm in love with this girl. I was writing love letters, passing notes, like, 
you know that kind of thing i was i was very concerned with how it looked like how the how the hair looked and like all that um so yeah i was i was a little bit of both and a little bit of everything but it was all because i was like constantly feeling i had to prove myself and like my right to be myself and like define myself um and for many years i was really angry about it yeah um but the cool thing was by middle school and the chance to come doing i did about i guess it was a month to two months of summer school and i know what you're thinking especially slim is like no one wants to go to summer school i couldn't fucking wait to go to summer school every year like that was my favorite thing my parents would let me leave like I, they didn't come my, i left them and i yeah, came yeah. to stay with my cousins um and they the ticket was like if you go to summer school you can go for as long as you want and loyola is an all boys school uh private school but and i went to all public school but during the summer it's mixed so it's boys and girls and you don't have to wear uniforms so it wasn't like a adjustment on that end but the the quality of education was way up you know and like what i learned in rural utah because i do want to be clear it's rural as fuck it's not suburban it is extremely far from like the closest city is las vegas which is you know like three hours away it's southern utah closer to vegas than it is to salt lake the place where i grew up um so yeah so i uh i got the chance to do summer school and i loved it because i actually could like learn stuff and i was like oh and i and then so all that academic like effort you could say which I like just did because basically it seemed like a ticket out of there and like just a way to like prove that I was good or better than others um it was also like helpful because I did you know have some educational thing just enough but when I came to school here I was like oh wait there's so much to learn Mm -hmm. like I, I, I am like so behind like people didn't like assign books for real like I didn't do a single day of homework in my 12 grades k through 12 i do not remember one time having to be at home and do a homework assignment and i finished like the top of i finished like the top of my class i'm not saying that because i'm that smart i'm saying that because the education quality was that low really you could finish if you didn't finish your assignments in high school just like while you were in high school like it's like the math teacher you know you're in geometry or whatever and he's just like hey like today tonight's homework assignments pages 22 and 23 you just like look at it and it's like four problems and you just like the answers are in the back of the book anyways or whatever you know <laughs> you just write it down and you're done with the homework and you yeah, hand it yeah, in yeah. next time like it was not difficult um and so so yeah I, I i sort of had a little bit of everything and i was problematic like i was smart about how i would break the rules but i was definitely like a problem mm-hmm. for the teachers in some ways like some liked me I think in some thought I was probably like, you know, a little, a little annoying uh, kid who was from somewhere else. Cause it, it never, I never felt for a moment like I was actually from there. It was clear, you know, in yeah. some ways probably how you felt in the white school, right? You yeah, had yeah. to try to fit in. It's different, but it's the same. Like you try to, and for me it's like maybe like you said your sister like she stood her ground. Yeah. I think I naturally opted to like the stand the ground thing because it seemed so impossible the other one seemed so impossible right um, and i was never going to become like mormon or like a farmer but everything from boy scouts to like all the little activities was so tinted in religion there I see. um even they did things like in the school it's public school so you're not supposed to do religious stuff mm-hmm. but they would like make you like walk with your arms folded which is like the way like mormons pray and like there was all these like weird little like side Shit. like 
it would like seep in. In high school, we got to those of us who weren't Mormon, we got to get less class credits. We had to we we literally had less to graduate because most people took seminary in high school, which was like which was like a religious thing mm-hmm. that they had to walk off campus, but it was like right next door, so they had to go take religion class. It's like it basically like public funded religion class. Yeah. And um, I it just gave me free periods, so I could just go do whatever the hell I wanted. <laughs> They really just like are like neglecting the kids. That, like, yeah, anyone who's not LDS. That's wild. Man. And like I should say, and if any of the people in the LFC community are LDS, I have no issues, especially now with like Mormon people. I've got Mormon friends, you know. But <laughs> and I grew up in that community, but it it is difficult. I think anyone who grows up in a majority X community and they're not part of that majority, when it's something as big as race, religion, or you know, yeah. or some, it's it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, man. No, that's what I'm. I'm thinking about even like your, when you went to LA for these summers and all these things. Like I'm looking at my experience, and it's a weird thing because I, I really appreciate how you two, you, while Dwee's you were coming into Los Angeles, a huge city, and you just wanted to see everything, right? You think you touched touched on it before, but like that's wild. Like I think for me, like I when I ever went back to New York and Queens, I just wanted to be like. I just want to smoke cigarettes with my friends at the pool hall. Like, that was, like, mm. the, the coolest thing to me. And I feel like hey, if there was some sense of, like, shit, like, I'm next to this huge, like, cultural touchstone, maybe I would went to, like, more of these fucking shows and more concerts and like that. But, like, Sam, you feel like, I mean, I feel like you, even amidst your friends, you've seen a lot at a young age, like, from all the different things, right? Like, you, you never had a problem. Like, you were talking about, like, I don't know what the fuck that kid was doing, but just going to clubs and, like, making friends with everybody. Yeah, but, like, yeah, that's, yeah. like, part of you, who you are. And, like, you just want to get out there and be a part of energy and people, right? Yeah. I mean, definitely in, in my younger days, that has diminished a bit. But, yeah, back, like, you know, when you're young and you have energy, you just kind of go out and do things to do things. I just kind of threw myself into situations. That's kind of why I saw so many different things. Like, I, I would throw myself into, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, chilling with, with the homies from church and do all the anime stuff and then the next day I'm like you know with <laughs> the drug dealing homies in the head like I, I I never like you know boxed myself in fully to anything yeah um so that's kind of why I never joined the gang it's just because like I'm cool with everyone here but like I'm not really trying to like you know commit have, you're not trying to commit yeah, to one yeah, to one like, yeah way of being. like i'm cool with those guys too like you <laughs> yeah. know that, that, they, that they was, seem all right to me i don't know <laughs> that, that was kind of the crazy thing like was that i noticed was usually when you're cool with like people from gangs out here you mostly just kick it with that gang but i've been in situations where i'm out and like these guys that have problems like are about to go and i'm like yo you know like i, I can appease the situation sometimes not all the time obviously but sometimes i was able to appease the situation because i knew people from both parties and that's kind of why like like i said i was a big asian kid with the bald head and like i wasn't really smiley back in the day so you know i learned that being social and you know being able to know these people can get you out of shitty situations Mm. so i just Mm. i just got to know slippery slim yeah man i just got to know everybody couldn't pin him down never really like you know had any threatening energy just kind of you know self-deprecating was always good Mm. like hood motherfuckers like that shit ah he's a funny motherfucker um but yeah i was i just try to keep it cool with everybody and that that goes a long way when you know you show genuine interest in who they are and just kind of start conversations and you're able to start conversations if you you know you know about an assortment of topics truth 
And I think that that comes to a great positive even now, bro. Now that we have all committed to this freaking thing, gang gang club, right? And the gang gang. As we say. <laughs> but it's just like I think when you told me like after you went to ISC and you meet all these fucking people from different clubs and different supporter groups, it's mm. like it's hard to really like fucking hate on them. It's it's they're not that fucking little avatar at the PC bong anymore, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you're a real fucking person with mm-hmm. a family, and you're dealing with your shit. Maybe I don't like the shit that you're saying, but it's like. Mm. At least maybe we can call each other now or fucking handle shit. Yeah, like, and you just gotta humanize people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're, like people aren't com- like commodities that like add to your life. And some people are for your life, and some people aren't. But like, if those people aren't for your life, like let them live their shit. Like, fuck hating, just do your thing. Like, I I appreciate that you exist. And it's funny that that it's actually a movie that you know. Have you guys seen Crash? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that movie kind of changed my perspective on things. It's kind of like you know why I try not to have road rage, but I still do. Yeah, it's just like you never know where that person's trying to get to. True. You never know like what's going on in someone's day or what their fucking miserable life could be like that makes right. them the piece of shit asshole that they are. Mm-hmm. So it's just like everyone has. Yeah, I mean, even own. if you've ever just flown off the handle at someone or something, I think you can have a little bit of empathy for when someone else blows up exactly. because most of the times when you do that it has nothing to do with what you did that about it's about some other shit that's mm-hmm. been going on in your world right and how in that moment there's this tension yeah I yeah I think that that's a pretty important guitar riff on a, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a bike on a bike cruising by but um, one last note for the segment is there uh Dewey's probably not you but any teachers that you remember being a being a good force in your life to shape who the fuck you are today I just say that, Dewey's, because your schooling was was not very pleasant. It was not pleasant. I remember a couple teachers. Okay, so Mormon culture, and again, you know, my family was not Mormon. My family was, like, you know, Irish Catholic, but, like, not really. It was more just, like, ski bum, you know. Just, like, Irish Catholic just, like, on the side because they needed to counterweight <laughs> before before my, my I was born like my family you know had they'd gone to that school but they you know whatever it just, it was a sort of side part um but the Mormon church they send people on missions if people aren't aware like mm-hmm. around the age of like between 18 and 22 I think it's 18 if you're a guy 21 if you're a girl and you go for a year if you're a girl you go for two years if you're a guy mm-hmm. they try to send you all over the world I'm sure we all know the you know the the story of the Book of Mormon like play and all these like the guys with the tags and they whatever it's, it's, ironically there's actually one here in Expo Park and the funny thing is where where my grandma like kind of my all my first memories so many of my first memories are you know in LA because this is where all my grand grandparents lived everyone lived here and my grandma lived n- near on uh, on the west side near near Westwood by UCLA where uh, the big Mormon temple is on santa monica so it's like i've always like even even when i come to la i'm like oh my god i'm still around mormons they're everywhere uh but they go on missions and the cool part about it is there is the the diversity that does exist within the lds church comes from like you know one of the mormons going on a mission learning the language marrying someone they have mixed kids at least there's like some thread to like an outside world and one of my teachers in fourth grade he had gone to the philippines Mm -hmm. And he would sometimes talk about the Philippines. And it was so rare to hear about, like, the outside world and 
you're talking about man like you guys kids in my class like everyone was related to each other it was gnarly like i was like oh he's my cousin too and they like half of them all have the same last names and like sometimes it was like one of them was like an uncle for like another person in the class and like they're so connected and those people had been there for like generations and they could like take their generations back to like the pioneer days right Mm -hmm. And so when you're, again, like not, you're, you're not loyal to the soil, you don't feel any connection to where you're from, like it is so nice to hear about the outside world mm. and to like know, to be reminded that there's a world outside and to give you hope that, uh, and, I, and I wrote about this in my, like, my Samba article for LAFC.com and like how the Samba was more than a shoe for me and it did connect me to like an outside world. The game of soccer always connected me, I felt like, to, a, to an outside world. Um, so that would be one teacher... He didn't do anything, like, incredible that made me feel, you know, like, oh, my God. It was just more like he was a link, again, to that window to the outside world. That was kind of cool. But apart from him, I can honestly say straight up through high school, like, I did not have a great educational, from a teaching perspective, like, a great educational experience. I had much better experiences in college, but that's just me. I don't know, Josh, did you have somebody? Uh, a teacher, especially in like elementary school, that made a difference. You know, it was weird. I think it was closer to middle school, high school, and it was just like we had this one math teacher. I suck at math. Um, Egyptian dude, Mr. Bader. And this is uh, yeah, a lot <laughs> Mr. of Mr. Bader. A lot, a lot of Bader, a lot of master Bader jokes. <laughs> I mean, it's it just, there. It's there for it, the taking. It's there, right? Oh, man. It was, it, and it, it just terrible. was like he was just like really. Um, I didn't like him when I was taking his class because he would straight up be like. Josh, you're like you're Asian. You should be good at this. Like, but it like, it didn't carry the same like um, venom as if like, like a white teacher was like kind of like ostracizing him. He just was like, you're kind of like me. Like, you should understand this kind of stuff. And he was always be like, would talk about Egypt and would talk about mm. like being from Africa, mm. and like, for a for a school that was still like, we had McCarthy as president and Whitmore and like all these guys who were like you know, generations deep in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Having this guy who was so from not there, um, and who was so proudly and just obviously not, you know, a white person in, in power. And now I think back on him and he was just like, Bro, you you are who you are and he's like, just like don't fucking don't fucking try to negate that by like the friends you hang out with or the shit you say, like you are who you are and I think uh I think back on it and like remember the baiter very very uh very, that's good very fondly. So he's a plug I mean in a way is the same kind of function that the guy I'm talking about was like it, yeah. it helped you widen your scope from this like prison that school can sometimes feel like. Oh, for sure. Like. And yeah. the, it was it's 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 wild you say prison because it was a prison in so many ways. But there's nothing I wanted to be more than being accepted in that prison. You know, mm. like the Wonder Bread All American Town. Like we had homecoming and all that shit. I was like, this shit is fucking fun. If if, if you're if you're one of the kids that's, that's getting it, like it can be fucking dope. It just for a lot of kids who are most kids who are not, I think white in that in that town. It's 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 it, it's it's hard oh. to come by. Yeah. I just wanted to show that I was in the prison by accident to begin with. <laughs> this was all a mistake. <laughs> like, I, I was just constantly trying to prove my innocence. No. <laughs> like, I didn't belong here. Uh, what, was, what about you, Slim? Did you have a teacher that, like, you enjoyed being around or didn't what, didn't write as many uh, Slim is disruptive talking to too many students? No, I think they all did that. But there were certain teachers that I was cooler with. But I also, like, I was still kind of very Korean where there was, like, this hierarchy hmm. and, like, teachers are here and like I don't like the way I would be friendly and converse with like normal people wasn't how I would like fully engage with my teachers so I 
I can't really remember one where it was like, yeah, like we were close enough or like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. whatever. So I'm, I, I, and it's probably on me. Like I, I just didn't, I lived for in between classes, walking to the other class and lunchtime. And the in-betweens. Time. The in-betweens is what I lived for. Like, yeah, I, I remember I had like my junior year, chemistry first period, I fell asleep every day in class. So my teacher every day with a fucking dry erase marker or a Sharpie would fucking mark my face. That's so funny. I, ev- after every first period, I had a mark, like a marker mark on my face. <laughs> That's in, pretty funny. In my junior year of high school. <laughs> I, I love Shout the, out Mr. McCutcheon. I, for the record, I also love the in-betweens. Oh yeah, that's what I live for, bro. I love the in-betweens. Yeah, like it's where like you had that girl that you walk with to the next period. Oh, that's where you pass the notes, bro. Exactly. In elementary school, I was passing notes. There's one girl that I was like, she was like my girlfriend. What do you think all those cute stationery with the fucking gel pens and pastel colors Dude, were for, all the bro? Dude, no- the notes that were all uh, twisted up into different shapes and you had to pull come here. Oh, man. Just... With... That we're Asian, bro. We're about the origami, y'all. I'll fucking crane you up all day. <laughs> We just we were making turtles on the shit. podcast right now, man. We all love it. But yeah, that's what those stationaries that Josh and I were talking about, like, Damn. were for. Yeah, it was yeah. all like they would have stupid ass sayings on them, like little cartoon characters that would say, "Reach high, find stars," or some ridiculous <laughs> shit that didn't make any fucking sense. But like, you paid a lot of money, you you would get the the fucking lollipops the with the long plastic yeah. straws yeah, to hold yeah. them up. Shaped in stars and hearts. Oh, you damn! You went above me. Oh, bro, we was though. in it. We were in it. Damn. Like we like for birthdays, we would get the the book of the K-pop star like photo shoot with the Bats Maru for shorty. Like the what's Bats up, Maru, baby? Aruna Pecco? What's up, Aruna Pecco? What's up, Aruna? All them things. Where my Pachaco heads at? Yeah, yo. We're gonna take one more quick last break. We'll be back with you with a continuation of what has been an entire tea time with Dwee's episode. We'll be right back. We are back. Tea with Dweez. It is a hoji tea kind of night. We've been drinking it all night. We've had it cold. We're having it hot. Usually you don't steep these the third time, but I'm going to steep it the third time. Run it. Uh, this Hoji Cha is from Tea Master in downtown Los Angeles. Hey. They are back open. They have wonderful matcha ice cream. So for all you having hot days out there, get on down to Tea Master and enjoy some of their cold treats. Shout what do you to- think of matcha? I love matcha. I drink it every morning. Oh. Okay. That's all I need. No, but he shits on the people who are like, you know, matcha is like this new wave. It's not magic green sawdust that's going to like cure your cancer. That's what people need to know about it. When I, so I. I'll take your stupid green tea extract pills. I worked, I worked at my, my friend's green (coughs) tea matcha shop, Tea Master, which I'm referring to for like a year and a half every Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um, It was such a great experience and I learned more about matcha than you know i would have ever imagined but one of the things is people would come in and they would think it was like a health cure <laughs> and i just was like all right like the you know this one guy came in with and he talked to me about capsules he's like i'm just getting, he's like well i don't need this i just i'm gonna put it inside of pills like inside of capsules i take tumor capsules and i was like well that's fine but like are you gonna i don't know there's a big debate on that too right Someone told me to take it. I'm taking it. <laughs> so no, but my thing, Dweez, is we, this is from way long ago, episodes ago. Uh-huh. But we were talking about. I asked you about like 
do you believe there is some kind of um, kind of health benefits to tea? And you were very strongly being like, I drink it because it tastes good and I like it. The health thing doesn't. I've actually like, switched. I've actually switched my. Cool. Because like I think once you live to 120 years old, I think that's gonna be a good but case study of this but is it's working. Not, okay, so it depends on how you define health. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. All because, right, let's get uh, unpack it. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to tea. Pour the tea first. Pour the tea. Well, I was trying to give it a little extra steam. Uh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Third you time. Guys... You right. You right. You're the tea master. <laughs> so go, go on. Go unpack, on, bro. Go on, I'm gonna take a lap around the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about mental health in the last episode. Yeah. Okay. And that's health, right? Yeah. Right. There's a part of health there that's like not. There's like a Western health, like, here is the solution to your problem. It's this, like, pill called, like, blah, 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 like, some scientific name. And we've developed it to, like, fix your whatever. And you take it and it's done. It's kind of like low-carb diet. Like, it's if it's a lifestyle, yeah. is yeah. that what you're saying? Kind of, yeah. And it's also, it is, it's way more important than health than, than many things. But it's not important in like that prescriptive way like it's not going to cure your cancer it's not going to like fix your ulcers it's not going to like do you know what i'm saying like people come at it with like the, i've got problems and i'm trying to solve them it's the western the western, the western way. view of medicine mm-hmm. or like health in general but mm-hmm. like your body is always decomposing i mean we're gonna get crazy you're like gonna die like you're going to the grave the day you're born is the first day closer to death so like <laughs> if you're taking a full holistic view of health meaning like okay am i like connected with my body and my mind and like if i have yeah dude tea is the fucking probably the best plant in the world for that yeah like there's our relationship human's relationship with tea the second most drink beverage in the world like the history that stretches back you know thousands of years and like th- those type of benefits and like your sort of ability again with like thenanine i shout out to all my coffee drinkers out there i get it coffee's great too but tea has a amino acid in it that acts as like a time release capsule for the caffeine so it does give you a longer steadier quote unquote high and it operates like at a different level cellularly than if you just take a shot of espresso and you're just like burning like with caffeine alive so um long story short i'm only talking about camellia sinensis here i'm not talking about like chamomile tea or like these other like tisanes which are like teas that don't have <laughs> he's caffeine really, he's really in his tea bag right so now. but the health health wise like like holistic health for sure yeah, for yeah. sure and it it has changed like how i am i would say like the when i like started drinking tea hard probably like in my second year of college so what is that i'm 34 now i was 20 ish 14 years I've been drinking it and then harder and harder every year, like yeah. crazier and crazier about it. Again, one of those bottomless topics that I'll never know. And I've got, I do drink it because it's delicious. And I, maybe the reason that I overemphasize, like just like it and drink it because it's that, because I don't think, I think that this like troubleshooting mentality for okay. health, and this includes like exercise, like you should just do like the so and so's like judge your is like workout plan and you're going to be fixed. Like all that type of thinking is so flawed. You should know that as like a man of faith, right? Sure. Like, it's like about the whole picture, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's a longer, slower burn to like get to feel or be a part of like a different like way of being, rather than like, oh, if I just go to church every day, I'm I'm gonna get the things I want. 
right, in my right, life, right. you know, like it's it's not like a tit for tat, like uh, easy plug and play thing with tea for me. I got you, I got you, and I think there's in my head I hear what you're saying, and I think how I'm interpreting interpreting it is like it's a good, healthy habit, but also I think there's there but you shouldn't still... get into it for it. You shouldn't get into it because it's a healthy habit. But that's my thing. So I think I, that's. But I think that's wrong. People okay. could get into things. It doesn't matter. Reason. It doesn't matter how you get exactly. into it. Exactly. Fair. Right? As long as you do it on the day. I shouldn't dictate. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't dictate whether or not. And like, by the way, I try not to be a T snob, and I hope I don't come across that way. But no, I know you're it's inevitable. An asshole when it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah, bro. That's, yeah. The, that's the only asshole that remains. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know that it's inevitable. Um, no, I, I, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think respect, people respect. Like, stumble into things for random fucking reasons and they fall in love with it right. or they don't. You right. know what I mean? It's either going to hit or it's not. I just, I guess it, maybe it's in a funny way, like a fear that if someone comes at tea, like it's going to be this like health cure all thing and they're just like forcing themselves to do it. They might miss like what I consider like the great part, which is that it's delicious and it has all this like. That's how I feel about weed. Yeah. It's like if you. If, if, if Slim, if I was like, hey, Slim, does it calm your nerves and, like, whatever, you might be like, yeah, but then if I, like, liked it and it didn't calm my nerves, maybe I'd just abandon yeah, if it. If you're, like, a person that has anxiety, you probably shouldn't be, like, trying weed to fix your anxiety. But wouldn't you be kind of bummed if I abandoned it quickly if it didn't, like, do the thing that I thought it was going to do, basically? Not bummed, because I know Yeah, you, not you, bummed, because, like, at the end of the day, it's a drug, and I'm not, like... I'm sad my friends aren't going to do drugs with me. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, okay, good point. He's just got a healthier view of it for me than I do. My uh, view is, like, if someone tries it and they didn't, like, didn't like you know, fix their upset stomach or whatever sure, it was, yeah, yeah, sure. then they're like, ah, well, I guess, you know, it's not really for me. But I'm like, but there's, like, all this, like, delicious. I, I would just feel sad that they wouldn't get to experience, like, yeah, yeah, great yeah. tea. And probably the same Don't for great... Don't let one bad trip stop you. And probably, for, <laughs> probably great weed, too. Like, well, I think weed's a good a good comparison in that in this regard because like there's probably like really great weed and like at this point and you can like smoke it and have like these you know way different experiences versus like you know some shit that's just like the crumbs of weed that you're like smoking and it's just like horrible and someone has like a you know like i I don't like weed because i tried this version that's how i feel about tea for a lot of people because they've only ever had like a lipton tea bag yeah Yeah, they had a lipton tea bag or they shout out the south who made that shit into sweet tea and it's amazing Shout out to South. Um, so that's what it is. It's like I, I push tea propaganda because because I want people to know that there's like so many different layers to it, and it's really it can. There's probably something for you. I don't think it's for everyone. I don't care if you don't like it, but if you at least try the real deal, it's like someone who says they hate football, or they think soccer is a stupid sport, and. Or or they don't they don't believe that fans are that passionate or whatever it is supporter culture's uh, fake, mm-hmm. but then you bring them to the north end. I think we all the three of us for sure share like an appreciation for the authentic and something that's real. Yeah. When you go have like, you know, something like, you know, any pick pick any dish and any whatever pick a type of taco whatever it is like. If you ha- go and have the real thing, and you're like, oh my god, you got to really experience it versus like some watered down, manufactured version, and then you try it, and you're like, oh, I don't really like this. this yeah, I mean, well, it's, you like, tried the it's like when you me. first try, like you've been having Taco Bell your whole life, and then you f- have your first TJ style taco, yeah. right? It's I've like had that happen. Yeah, for it's sure. like, oh, wait, what is this little last thing, right? When you first see it, you're like, what is, what is yeah, that yeah. even taco? That's a fucking, that's a lunchable. That's a Mexican lunchable. Yeah, shit, small as hell. And right? so, and so, in that regard, like, I hope we're advocating for life learning. I certainly am trying to like life learn 
for I, I hope I never stop learning. I hope I, I hope the back to school Dweez is is always a perpetual return to school to like learn more because bringing it all back. No, well, but the, but for real, because this is I mean, it's all the same thing. Like just because you're not in a formal classroom, you're still like learning about shit. You're mm-hmm. still getting schooled on stuff. Whether it's like yes, through pods, through through books, through your experiences with friends, Slim, you're still talking to your homies, asking what they're interested <laughs> in, learning more about more more topics. Josh is learning about cars, like we're all learning about different things. And T, even more than ever, I feel is working. Like it's it's working. The T is working. The T is working for me, and I hope that those who can try it it will work for you but not in that like short-sighted way although if that's how you do it whatever do your thing we're like the the sunday church goers of tea we only have them when we come here really but you know you just know you feel better after (laughs) always always and you know you get into that i mean we've had guests on and they'll get into that little zone there's a certain like little kind of tea high especially if you drink gong fu style we're doing socially distance. Uh, I'm not doing the gong fu shit and like handing it to these guys because I feel like that's just a little too much. But um, I'm brewing with the teapot. But like, yeah, when you do gong fu tea and you're like drinking it again and again and again, you are definitely like, you're definitely getting high, you know, high on tea in in a way that's like, it's more like about a focus and like a attention and a presence. <laughs> it's prime pod, prime pod mindset. Oh baby. man, prime, we, prime pod. We commandeered fucking tea time by asking about tea. Yeah, why would you ask happened. this question? What if were you, you going to get bag? into with tea time? Honestly, I was. I wanted to basically shout out to. We know the three of us are not parents. I don't know. Josh will probably be a dad someday. I'm very much on the fence. We'll see if it happens. Slim, I feel like he probably will. I'm fencing it right now. He's fencing it too. So we're fencing it out here. But I wanted to shout out to all the. F- families in the north end dads moms kids if you let your kid kid listen to this i i do pray for you (laughs) uh because you know holy shit it must be weird to be not going back to school in real in real life and it will be so weird to be at your house i think uh one of the supporters i want to say his name's ej medellin Uh uh he started a petition to like make change the us lausd rules about kindergartners and zoom calls Mm -hmm. because apparently they were like had to be on there for four hours like you have to put your kindergartner in front of a computer screen for like four hours and try to get them to like pay attention to a kindergarten teacher Mm -hmm. which like i'm just thinking about all this it seems so hard yeah i the times the times that i've complained about anything in quarantine i take it all back because i've really like thought about what it would actually be like yeah from like five to like 20 23 yeah, I can't imagine being in quarantine like during those years. For sure, and like, look, in the spring, I kind of like felt bad for people, but it was also like, well, we're all almost ending the school year. You know, it was like kind of a couple months, and then the school year is going to be over, and we were going to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Now that it's pretty clear that like, it's really unlikely that kids are going to be going back to school for like the whole thing if they're going to go back at all, mm-hmm. and even if they go back, they'll have to come back out. And I just, you know, in the end, I just feel. Uh, feel for parents i've never been a parent i don't know what it's like but just trying to tell their kids to be patient about having all these life experiences that we're talking about all the interacting with your classmates i think all three of us regardless of which phase it was with school we learned tonight that like we we got a lot out of school you know like 
experience wise not necessarily like education in like a academic sense but you know you got to like see what type of world was fake and what was real and you've got to make friends and get in fights and like yeah. you can't do any of those things in zoom like and as much as people are probably trying and they're probably more creative than i'm giving them the, them credit for but like there's just some real deal limits to what you can do if you're not physically in person yeah because the education part of it i mean the scholastic part of it was like obviously to me was secondary because i sucked at you know doing the work but when you in hindsight when i look back on school i i realized it wasn't really the scholastic part it was the disciplines that you learned from school being on time in the morning um homework assignments or deadlines you know what i mean it's all like life skills that you utilize later but it's not necessarily the the actual like things in the books it's the the disciplines that you learn while being in school and when you're doing everything through a screen it's like not yeah, as... but, the, but like you learn to you learn to flirt yeah you learn how to you, like you did move in different groups and different crews and see like how you can like <laughs> it's like all the the most important social development things you know happen in school like and it but it's isn't just, it also a different generation? Because I feel like back in our day, it was at school, and then that would carry over. But now, kids are staying home anyways, so they connect digitally anyway. So if they, they could have friends from school that they're connected digitally, or they just have random friends that they're connected to digitally, and they, they're, they're, they're able yeah. to... Well, I, th- I think to, if... Honestly, I, I think what I'm most thinking about, and even for most of this conversation, what I've tried to think about is like grades, like kindergarten through five or four. Like, those very early years, mm. before you have a band of homies, yeah. before you already, like, have each other's cell phone numbers and you can, like, connect in these ways. Like, the kids that are in middle school, it's probably difficult. Kids that are in high school, it's probably difficult. But you you guys find a way, yeah. you know, they can yeah, connect yeah. via whatever. Maybe they're doing socially distanced hangouts. But, dude, the kids that are in second grade, yeah. first grade, before you have, like, you don't even know who you, you're, like, feeling your way through this weird thing called a body. You're trying to, like, go and, and understand, like, how you be nice and play nice mm-hmm. with other kids and um you know all those like really early but super important development things oh shit no. i i you know straight up the cheers and shout out to all the people who have really young children right now because it must be so tough it must be so tough trying to replicate any of that shit okay yeah. i can't imagine and and you know in addition to the folks who've lost their jobs, had family members sick or passed during during COVID, I really feel for the the years, the developmental years or time or months that'll be lost for kids for for this because I think it'll be a funky experience for them. Uh, and I don't know. I was thinking about back to school because of that. I think EJ's EJ he kind of sent out that uh, yeah that that uh, petition and that's kind of what sparked this topic because. It's a whole different tough. world. Yeah. Like, school is nothing like what we grew up with right now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And on that note, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. We appreciate y'all. Hope if, if you or a family member or someone's going back to school, Godspeed. It's weird times. And uh, hopefully you're able to make the best of it. And we'll see you at the bank in 2022. 2023? <laughs> ah, who knows, man. <laughs> Fuck life, West Side. Y'all know what it is.
Josh, you want to say something? Nope. <laughs> okay. FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FC, FC. 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 FC, F